Hi there, and welcome to the Light Experiments podcast. I'm Liz, and this is episode 15, a conversation uh, Amy and I had that spontaneously became a deeper dive into what gives our lives true meaning, the type of meaning that makes the really boring bits or even the infuriating bits feel worthwhile. On the day that we were chatting, I had just crossed a crisis threshold (laughs) and was half laughing, half crying on the other side of it, wondering like what exactly had changed. And that morning, Amy had been stuck in traffic asking herself and spirit when she could just run away to the country already. So if you've ever found yourself wondering what it's all really for, you might find the rather unexpected development of this conversation interesting and perhaps even meaningful. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful. Enjoy. The really interesting thing, when I was in crisis and I was so deep in the God space because it was the only way to deal with the crisis, Mm. I felt more connected than I've ever felt in my life. And I felt more fulfilled than I've ever felt in my life, which is a very strange thing. What went through my mind was it doesn't matter what happens next because I've fulfilled my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I came here for is, is in this. I'm happy with this life now. This lifetime is fulfilled. And I guess I'm already conscious of the fact that I'm no longer at the peak, you know, I'm somewhere else now. Yeah. And so does that become unfulfilling? Really interesting question. There's a part of me that's looking around going, this is really interesting. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. I still have my body. Everything else is still here. Mm, I'm still having to interact in the same way. So funny this comes up. This morning I was driving Kai to school and it's an hour round trip from here to school and back and I didn't have my phone to listen to any podcasts or anything, anything. So I was just like Mm -hmm. with my silence on the way back and, oh, I thought to myself, this is a good time to tune in. Why not? Like, um. You know, it's a bit of half an hour. So I tuned in and um, I was having a chit-chat. And then at one point I was like, oh, just get me on my farm so I don't have to sit in this traffic, mm-hmm. you know. And the immediate reply was there's always going to be traffic. Mm. No matter where you go, there's always going to be traffic. That is so true. And it got me thinking. I was like, what is this, like, assumption that, I can transcend my current external environment and then then I'll be happy. Because I've been thinking a lot about meaning, about our last podcast episode. I've listened to it a couple of times. I mean, because so often our conversations are reflected in session work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. It's come up with clients, this whole idea of finding meaning and that being enough for living, like this idea that if you can find a sense of meaning for your life, then that can be the foundation for everything. It's your touchstone. It's where you find respite. It's where you find a motivation and the impetus to do things. It's where you allow your curiosity to stem from. Like It just gives, it gives um, context, I guess. And this morning I was like, is that enough? 
Okay, so I've been resting in in the last couple of weeks. Okay, the meaning of my life is wrapped up in this sort of bigger picture of evolution. You know, I love taking that broader view and looking Mm. at my soul as an infinite, formless thing that is on a constant, never-ending journey of of expansion and evolution and realizing itself over and over and over again. Okay, then that feels really really strong and foundational in me and I'm I'm okay with that. But does it give my life meaning when I'm sitting in traffic for half an hour? Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. Like, is it enough? Is that enough? I don't know if it's enough. And like when you have a meaning that's like that, you can have these peak experiences of being in communication or communion with that aspect of yourself and God consciousness and incredible trust and faith and belief, yet then I I have to go back into this, like nothing's changed around me. So how does it make this out here meaningful? Such a huge question. I don't know the answer. And so I'm literally contemplating it for the first time as we're having this discussion. And the only thing I can reference is my current experience because I think I've found myself on the other side of something Mm -hmm. and everything looks the same, but I am fundamentally different (laughs) in a really, really subtle way. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt so enriched in recent weeks in my deepest crisis which was linked to scarcity and and trying to find the truth of providence (laughs) I found this incredibly enriching sense of meaning Mm. and the only way that I can justify that is to say that my sense is that it was a really fucking important part of this incarnation. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And now I'm on the other side of that and I can't say that I live in a different world or I live even happier Mm. than I was before. But somehow very subtly the view is different somehow. It's like, I tell you what it feels like. It feels like I'm not even looking at a different view. In my body, there is a new understanding. It's like a... It's not that you're looking at a different view. It's that the viewer has changed. My God, that's exactly it. Because now what I wanted to believe... (laughs) Or what I sensed was true has been lived. Mm. You know, the thing about being in deep crisis and also feeling your deepest sense of meaning concurrently is that you know that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And I think that's what so many of us want to feel. Mm. I had no doubt that I was on the perfect point of my trajectory, that I was exactly where I needed to be because this felt so important. And there's the meaning piece. 
Mm. I think feeling like this experience is so worthwhile. Mm. And the trick with that is that it's hard to find when the experience is traffic. Yeah. Half an hour on a Wednesday morning. It's like we have to constantly coach ourselves, be like be our own life coach in the background going, no, 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 there is meaning. Like your life does have meaning, remember? <laughs> if our lives were made up of peak experiences, we wouldn't last very long. It's no. <laughs> insane. We definitely would not. Um. I think that the the sitting in traffic and trying to find the meaning in the mundanity of, of all of our daily lives is a rest point maybe and maybe we need to reframe those moments in our lives where we feel like, oh, for fuck's sake, like what can possibly be the the worthiness of this experience? But the truth is I couldn't have got to my peak experience without the Oh, fucking decades <laughs> of no meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did have a lot of meaning in my life in various ways. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like now that you frame it the way that you're framing it, I think I'm, I feel like I'm sitting in traffic now mm. on the way back from the most extraordinary achievement of my life that no one knows about except you know, like mm. it, it's not a visible thing. Mm. There are no accolades or <laughs> gold medals or anything like that. And I'm sitting in the traffic on the on the way back and I'm just going, oh. And maybe that's what a lot of people talk about when people talk about, you know, having won literally the gold medal. Yeah. They get to that point where they think this was everything that made me feel on track and aligned and just like on fire and all of that stuff as hard as it was it was the most incredible you know sensation and all of that yeah and I can feel the the gold medal winner a couple of days later or a week later and they're like right so I guess I go back to training right and I'm doing the same training drills as I did before the so, you know, maybe that person goes, okay, then I need to set my next target. Like what's my next goal? What am I, what gives my training meaning? Well, I mean, I'm sure we're not asking a new question. This is, this is, there's got to be like PhDs and thousands of self-help books written about such things. However, I, I think it's like a really pertinent question. I think, well, like with our last conversation, I do I do feel like a lot of people are like, you know, what's driving me forward? Is it enough to be my curiosity? <laughs> Is it? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there, service, giving, 100%. giving in some way, not necessarily in a big way, not on a stage, even if it's to your partner or your animals or, and I don't mean output in terms of productivity, I mean mm-hmm. There is some outflowing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I just have this sense that that's somehow wrapped up in that meaning, curiosity, desire going to the, you know, sort of more extreme end of that spectrum is interwoven with who I am. Mm-hmm. And so is giving, mm-hmm. so is outflowing. 
I think what you've just said is really key because I think that I feel that there's an enormous part of all of this, and by this I mean the conscious walking of your own path, the conscious living of your own experience, not just kind of sleepwalking through the whole thing. Mm. There's something about this that is profoundly powerful but is entirely invisible, and that is this vibrational. I know this sounds so weird, but you say service and, it, you know, and straight away we go to, well, how do we put it out into the world in action? Mm. But there is, there has to be, I sense, I feel very strongly that there is a component of this living experience which we have not yet fully mm. what's what of we have not yet caught up fully with caught up with we don't fully understand it yet maybe mm-hmm. many maybe people do i am really only just starting now and it really does change the game and it really does shift this idea of meaning actually fundamentally because it takes us from this 3d idea into something potentially more multidimensional, which is we've been looking at it from such a visible, tangible point of view. You know, what's your output? What are you doing? How do you measure that result? What's your outcome? Like all of that stuff. But we haven't, or maybe there are people doing it, but certainly on a mainstream front, we haven't been assessing or calculating or measuring or even paying any kind of real attention to what is happening on an energetic front, on a on a vibrational front. And it does sound so woo-woo because we've been rationalized out of any enchantment. We've been rationalized out of any sense of meaning beyond output or beyond input, um, beyond transactional kind of living. But when I expand my idea of what might be happening here, that we may be offering to each other and to the earth itself and to dimensions beyond the earth dimension, I don't know, just by simply being conscious of our experience and leaning into Whatever is here for us, whatever we are living right in this moment, there is something happening in that that is of service. But because it's invisible, we've not been, we've not realized it. And then we have robbed ourselves and each other of the satisfaction, of the beauty of simply being a part of this tapestry with a sense of appreciation, you know, with a sense of, yeah. yeah. I I heard something just this morning, which is a really interesting idea, and it um, stems from the human design idea, but you don't need to um, tie it to that. It's just an idea. Um, And the idea is there is an aspect of our embodiment 
our living experience, which includes the vehicle and the passenger of the vehicle, so to speak, which is actually from the earth, which holds some kind of crystalline energetic grid for your life's matrix. And that the other idea is that your vast eternal self reaches its glorious light hand into the physical realm of the earth space and brings its intentions into this matrix and occupies the life purpose that was born from the earth and the two create your story. Wow. And what's so interesting about that, and the reason I'm telling you this, is because in an extension of that idea is that never mind what sort of energetic evolutions are happening during the course of that embodiment, but when the body dissolves and returns to the earth, not just in its physical form, but when the energetics of that life experience expand up and out and away from the focus of that focal point, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the story embeds itself back into the earth. I don't know. I just heard a very simplistic point Mm -hmm. by point. But just from your simple statement Mm -hmm. of something about service, meaning and service being inherently linked, I feel the truth there. And straight away, I'm thinking energetically as opposed to vocationally. Mm. Even though I've pretty much yearned for a vocation Mm. my whole life. But what I'm coming to understand is that perhaps when we allow our story to be embedded into the earth so that the next generations also, you know, like imagine the power of your lifetime then, which may look very small and ordinary. It may look like a fucking failure to most. I don't know if you're looking at it from a very 3D point of view, Mm, but imagine mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. potential meaning of a life that was simply lived consciously. And by consciously, I just mean in the light, like allowing everything to be seen. In the light of awareness. In the light of awareness. Because there's no right or wrong, better or worse. No. It's not like, oh, this person lived their life really well Mm -hmm. and therefore, you know, Tick, gold star, you've done a great job and you've exactly. been of great service. Mm-hmm. It's not because that's it's 3D not. too. It's such a human judgment. It's such a human judgment. Thank you for taking us to this place because it really resonates. You're so, well, you're pulling us up and out of trying to assess this from a purely 3D perspective. And it's making me think of those like wise statements that say, um, you know, plant your garden for the generations to come. Mm -hmm. Wise is the woman who plants her garden but will not see the fruits of her labour. 
it makes me think of those sorts of metaphoric statements for what's really going on here. And and the other thing that came up is okay, I, I you know me like I completely subscribe to the energetic mm. system. It's the whole. It's all the work that I do. Of do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, I'm only beginning, and this is twenty years deep, mm. to train myself in the practices and the rituals that keep my attention in that you know even in this the earlier part of this conversation I'd forgotten I was speaking from my 3d interactive humanness until you lifted it oh god yeah of course of course like yes of course if I look at it that way yes of course and that's 20 years deep and that's the work that I do so how it's I don't feel like it's enough to remember I don't feel like it's enough to have a audible coach in my ear saying it's okay just remember that there's all this energetic stuff going on that you can't see and every time you're giving of yourself in any connection with another you are contributing and you're giving of service and that gives you meaning I don't feel like that's enough Mm -mm. and I don't know that's another thing that came up for me while you were speaking uh, into that space of like Okay, good. It's wonderful to intellectualize that, yeah, to conceptualize yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But then how do I embody Body. it? How do I have an experience of that? Right. Because that's when I really know it, isn't it? Just like your peak experience exactly. you've just had. It's mm-hmm. you know it now. That's how you've changed. You know a thing because mm-hmm. you realized what you suspected to be true you made real. It was made real for you. It was realized Mm -hmm. and now you know it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a part of your being. Mm -hmm. There's something around falling in love with, and I say falling in love with because it's not, I don't think it's just acceptance. I think there's so much value in knowing that we come in and out of all the levels of consciousness all the time. What if there's real value in all of it? Because when you were talking, Amy, what I wanted to say to you was the reason I love you so much and I think that you are so powerful in the work that you do and so resonant, so fucking deeply resonant with who you are and what you be and all of that is because you don't sit in this transcendent state all the time. Because if you did, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation and amazing for you if that is possible. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that's why you're here. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's why I'm here either. I think Mm. that we're allowed, not just allowed, I think we're designed Mm. to travel The whole spectrum, the problem occurs when you don't get above a certain level and you stay in kind of victim or reality mode and you kind of never get to co-creation or oneness mode. Like you kind of, yeah, life is just hard. Yeah. It's just a battle. And yes, there are moments of 
respite or even joy if you're lucky, but really otherwise. But I still go there all the time. I think this might be something to do with resurrection, allowing yourself to rise up and out of that really dense dimension of thought and emotional reaction, you know, that the quagmire, the the cycle that we get so easily trapped in and simply opening to more consciousness, light, power, truth, love, all of that. And there you find yourself closer and closer to what I guess we deem heaven. And then we're back to the idea that we're not here on earth to be necessarily at this point in our evolution anyway, existing in the heavenly realms in our earthly bodies just yet. Mm. That it's okay to swing between them all, to fall and to rise every minute, (laughs) certainly every day. Mm. and maybe there are these experiences once or twice or several times, I don't know, across a lifetime where we are invited into an experience of conscious crucifixion and resurrection, of, of mm-hmm. saying, I can see something needs to die here. I can, I can feel that there is something really dense here that could be reclaimed, you know, in a, in a new way. The word resurrection conjures these kind of very big, epic, biblical ideas, but maybe there are teeny, teeny, tiny resurrections happening all the time. But I think until we're aware, until we're sort of pulling ourselves out of the daydream Mm. and kind of putting our awareness on all this stuff, it, it doesn't really get the job done. We just stay in the cycle, the cycle, the cycle. So to be on the mm. precipice that I'm in now doesn't mean that I'm not going back down. Mm. It just means that, I don't know, maybe my body is different because it knows something now that I'm going to forget in my mental body all the time, but my body knows something now mm. and maybe that helps. Maybe that pulls me in a slightly different way or motivates me in a slightly different way. Yeah, or, it must. It must. Right? It really must. Yeah. Yeah. When I sat down this morning very briefly and thought, you know, why? how am I going to get myself out of this funky feeling that I'm in? I don't know why. I just thought present moment awareness. And then I thought, you know what? It's just the only thing that seems to draw every single beautiful golden thread together. In that present moment awareness, which I'm not that good at, actually, crisis makes you really good at it, but at other times, you know, it comes and goes. It's more goes than comes. But in that is all the things that I want and that make my my life meaningful because in mm-hmm. that present moment awareness is peace and <laughs> yeah. appreciation yeah, and awareness and yeah. connection to source. Like it's all in that soup of 
Yeah. And even in the car, in the worst traffic, in the worst weather, and just going nowhere particularly interesting, there is relief. Definitely. And maybe in those moments where we can't find the why, you know, where is the value in this? Mm. And sometimes I'm not sure that there is like a huge Mm. amount of value in certain experiences, but there will always and forever be value and maybe it is the ultimate value of placing the light of awareness on that very moment because that was the invitation from the earth Mm. in the first place. Mm. Just this image of the earth herself raising up these, I need more of this, I need this to be healed. In order for me to grow more of this, I need this growing. And like putting up these like little energetic invitations to which our souls go, I can plant that. I'll come and I will be a body in that. I will occupy that pattern, that matrix, that code, whatever it is, that invitation you've extended that you need, that we need as a collective, I will do that. Mm. I can't promise I'm going to deliver because I may forget so entirely, but that's okay because we're all in it together and what I plant, someone else will heal, Mm. you know, and in their healing it, they too are healed and like fucking hell, the Mm. absolute brilliance. Of it. And the fact that we've ever, ever perceived ourselves as beings on a planet and not beings of a planet and as a planet is fucking bizarre when you start to think in these ways and you think, how might we exist in harmony with the earth if we know ourselves as her, as extensions of her? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just a bit of a. I, I I feel like that's a that is a resurrection of um, really old ways. The really old, the really old ways. Mm-hmm. You know, the indigenous yes. ways. Yes. Because they weren't well from the very limited knowledge that I have. But yes, it wasn't beings on a planet. Yeah. Was it? It wasn't ownership. Like yeah, think of that. The earth singing into creation, and the we mm. are the creation. Mm-hmm. What, you know, how can I be of service to this, to all of it, to us, to her, to him, as him, as her? I don't know. Mm. So the gift is, the meaning is, the service is not satisfying from our 3D point of view. It is not a satisfying thing to hear. All you need to do is be 100% here and allow the light of consciousness to be and you will find that life does these incredibly interesting and compelling things to invite you to more or to lead you to the next or to inspire you to this, that, the other. But we are so conditioned out of that. We're coming back. We're being invited back somehow. Yeah, we are. It's, it's, it's a painfully simple solution to a very complex 
yeah. human mind. Yeah. Mm. But it is the solution that the masters have been offering us since time immemorial. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, wow. So interesting. As always, just so on point. Love you. Love you too.